0: now it's time for spotlight on business where every week we put the spotlight on a different local business so you can find out how they serve you and the community now from michiana's morning news it's laura smith
1: great to be with you as always and this week is the week that we talk all things real estate With the man who is uh, not only a broker for many, many years and knows everything in the Michiana area in terms of buying and selling real estate, he's with Remax Results. Nick Wise is here. He's also uh, the president of the Board of Realtors for Elkhart County. And boy, oh boy, there's lots to talk about in the world of real estate. Thank you so much for joining us, Nick.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on again, Laura. I'm always happy to be here.
1: So we have been saying to the audience for for months now that we were going to eventually talk about investment into lighted areas and new additional housing. And tell us how this is all playing out here in Michiana and what does it mean for us?
0: The act that has been proposed, uh, it, was, it was co-sponsored by Senator Todd Young, so one of our own, our, our Hoosier. Um, It's bipartisan, so it's got support on both sides of the aisle, in the House and in the Senate. So it's a really, really strong measure. Um, It's definitely one that us at the National Association of Realtors, we've got our pulse very much on this, and, uh, and we're pushing hard for it. It's called the Neighborhood Homes Investment Act. And essentially what it does, as you mentioned, it would take homes that are in blighted areas or vacant homes or even abandoned homes. And it gives an opportunity for those properties to be renovated remodeled flipped if you will um and basically the idea of course is to increase not only the number of homes that are available for purchase which is an ongoing struggle our low inventory is such a struggle but it also gives an opportunity for homeowners who are in some of these areas to improve their home themselves and get a tax credit for doing so and and i think the thing that really gets me excited is is kind of what i touched on there it It increases home ownership in areas that need home ownership. So instead of going into an area where we have a lot of absentee landlords, you know, like certain areas of of Elkhart, of South Bend, um, even of North Goshen, there are areas where it's just a huge swath of absentee uh, landlord ownership instead of homeowners. And so just like we talked about in the last couple of times on your show, what you see in those neighborhoods is lower test scores for students, higher crime rates, decrease civic engagement all those wonderful things that come with home ownership are removed when we remove home ownership. So one of the cool things about this act is it's going to increase the number of homeowners. It's not just a situation where somebody can flip the property or, or use this money uh, to get a property on the market they actually have to put an owner occupant in the home before that tax credit or that that tax rebate kicks back in.
1: This is so interesting, and I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I was driving somewhere in Goshen recently, and and I was just noting that the entire street was full of these older homes from another time. You know, possibly like maybe back in the 30s and 40s um, of the last century. And I was thinking how how great it would be if they could be updated and. Uh You know, I was wondering how would that be able to happen? Wouldn't it be great if somebody could come in and, and maybe just help homeowners um do some improvements on their homes to kind of change the, the, the look and the feel of their neighborhoods and what would that mean, you know, overall? And so you saying this now, it's so I, I'm amazed that they're actually going to do something like this. What does that tax credit look like for a homeowner who is uh, upgrading their home or for somebody who's coming in and buying um, in an area that has been sort of depleted of its, uh, not only its occupants, but also of its uh, former beauty. How, what it, what does it look like for people who take this on?
0: Yeah, so they're still working through the numbers. Nothing is finalized at this point. But the best way I think to think about it is if you look at uh, short-term capital gains. So if you have a home in a blighted area, maybe you can pick that up for 50 or 60,000 and you think you can fix it up and sell it for 100,000. Well, the onus to do that and the benefit to the, to the flipper to do that is massively diminished when they have to pay a short-term capital gains tax of up to 35%. You know, there goes the profit, in other words. So they just don't do it. Well, if we could get rid of that or use this tax credit to parlay that, now there's an incentive there for that that flipper to go ahead and do that, increase that, you know, the value of that home and therefore the homes in the surrounding area, put an owner occupant in there not turn it into another rental that, that, you know, brings down neighborhood values. But again, put somebody in there who's going to maintain that home and who's going to have the incentive to do so. Uh, for the individual homeowner, as you know, they're, they're talking about doing that as well. So you take, you know, your, your tax credit back this year, wherever you, you can come up with some money. You put that back into your home now by increasing the value of your home you're also going to get a tax rebate is, is the idea. I think that's where they're going to go with this. They're going to give you some kind of a tax rebate. So you put in $10,000 into your home, you maybe get a little some of that back after the work is done. And I'm sure you're going to have to show the work. It's probably going to have to have some of it done by, you know, a contractor who, it, you know, is, is part of the program as it as it will entail. But, uh, but it's going to So one of the words that uh, Senator Todd Young, I actually got the chance to talk to him a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago. And he said, one of the things that they're very excited about is is that potential to avoid gentrification in these neighborhoods. You've seen that in areas, you're from New York. We've certainly seen that in areas of New York where it's a blighted area. Suddenly here comes a massive influx of money, a massive influx of spending in that neighborhood. Boy, isn't it a whole lot nicer than it was? And then you look around and you realize all the families that used to live here are gone. They're relocated. They're moved off to another segment that's undesirable as well. And here comes, dare we say it, you know, the wealthier white families who are now moving into those areas. So it's not really helping when we do that. We want influx of value and we want to keep those families there. We have a massive problem in this country with African-American home ownership. That is a big part of this. This can help narrow that gap by by encouraging reinvestment into people's own houses.
1: So this isn't just to beautify a neighborhood. What you're trying to do is create generational ownership and uh, a, a different type of gentrification in terms of having people stay in their homes, make them you know, more livable, more beautiful. So that and, and that it continues on um, from generation to generation. Um, and is it possible? I mean, are, are you finding enough families who would really want to do this? Where are the neighborhoods that are really crying out for this this type of
0: program? Yeah, there's actually a, a website for this act. And if you go on it, you can actually look at their map. And it's got all these proposed areas where, where it would take effect. They've basically been able to narrow it down to areas that are obviously lower income right now predominantly. Um, that's their main focus, by the way. This isn't this isn't a race thing. I know, I you know, it, we have to talk about it because of the disparity of wealth that we have in this nation right now and the disparity of homeownership that we have. So we have to bring that up. Um, but that's not the end all be all of this thing. It's very fair across the board, I think is one of the things that I like about it the most. Um, In addition to that, and I hope I'm not getting too far off track, I I did wanna bring up as well that while this is obviously a government program, it is still the investor and not the government that bears the risk. So credits would be received only after rehabilitation is completed and the property is occupied by an eligible homeowner. So we don't have a program where the government's coming in, taking your tax dollars, and doing their best, um, we know how sometimes that goes when the government tries to to lead in that manner. It's still the investor who's got to come in and make a calculated risk. They've got to do their cost analysis of what they're going to put into this property and have a pretty good a, idea of what it's going to sell for in the future. So I, I like that as well. Um, and then you mentioned, of course, you know when you go in and you start fixing up neighborhoods. What is the the ripple of that? You know, what is the the wave that happens after that? And, and what they're estimating that is per $1 billion in this Neighborhood Homes Investment Act, per $1 billion of investment would result in roughly 25,000 homes being built or rehabilitated, uh, over $4 billion of total development activity in that region, 33 to 34,000 jobs in construction and construction-related industries, almost $2 billion in wages and salaries, and there's still gonna be tax revenue coming out of this. It's gonna be tax revenue that would've been missed. Say that house doesn't get flipped and eventually it gets torn down. Well, that's an expense that's gonna be born instead of reaping any tax benefits from. So you take that home and instead you flip it, yeah, you're gonna get some tax credit, but there's still gonna be incoming tax revenue from that. And they're predicting over a billion dollars in tax revenue back in. So if it works, and I think they're really on track with it right now, if it works, it's literally a program that's gonna pay for itself. We're not gonna have to increase our national debt anymore. It almost sounds too good to be true, but uh, I think the way that they're they're really pushing for it on both sides of the aisle in both houses, you know, the House and the and the Senate, I think that kind of says it all right there. You know, this thing, it almost feels like you know, smack yourself in the forehead. Why didn't we do this a long time ago? Kind of a moment. Um, but hey, it's here now. So I'd say we embrace it. Like I said, from the National Association of Realtors, uh, myself as a, a federal political coordinator for Congressman Yakum. This is kind of my thing that I'm super hyper focused on right now, because if we can get this pushed through the potential benefits and again, those ripples, I mean, they can carry on for years and years, you know, increasing the percentage of minority ownership has to be one of the main goals, no matter who is in office, we've got to start to narrow that gap. And and we don't want to do that by bringing down the percentage of, of white homeowners. We want to do that by bringing up the percentage of minority homeownership. And that's what this can do.
1: And are you hopeful that this is going to be adopted and implemented and therefore have the success that they're hoping for? How does it look for us in the Michiana area?
0: Yeah, I think it'll be a great thing for us in the Michigan area. One of my first fears, I guess, when this started to get talked about was, like, oh, great, this is going to be in Chicago. This is going to be in New York, it'll be in L.A., maybe in Indy, but it's not going to help us around here. And then when you look at the map, you're like, oh, my goodness, it's, it's right here at home. This is going to apply to a massive amount of areas right here at home. You know, so I think it's going to do great things. Um, and of course, there's always the fear that it's going to get chopped up a little bit as it makes its way through um, the committees. But right now that hasn't happened. So I'm I'm hopeful. I'm as hopeful as I can usually be with these kinds of things. I think it's got a good chance.
1: Well, you have great instincts uh, being one of the top brokers in the country. And, uh, you're right here in Michiana. Nick Wise of Remax Results, also the president of the Board of Realtors for Elkhart County, working closely with Washington and Rudy Yocum in this area too. And, um, I know that, uh, with, with you on the, the team there, there are definitely going to be some positive uh, strides forward. So we're grateful for that. Where can people find out more about this um, initiative and how they can partake of it if they indeed qualify.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So their website is neighborhoodhomesinvestmentact.org. Or if you just Google Neighborhood Homes Investment Act, or even a portion of that, um, I think you'll find it. I think it'll pop up on Google for you. So it's it's out there and it's being talked about. It's a shame that we don't hear about it a little bit more in the national media, um, maybe they're waiting for it to get a little more traction, um, but it's not a divisive act. It's one that unites. So sometimes we know that, uh, that that doesn't get as much press as some other things do.
1: Well, we're right on the cutting edge here, as long as you're a part of it, Nick Weiss. And I know that people can find you very easily at nickweiss.com. Um, that's N-I-C-W-Y-S-E. I usually let you say that. So we'll, we'll let you do that at least one more time at the end of the show. We'll be back with more really insightful information about what's going on in the world of real estate and why it's going to affect all of us here. There's so much more to happen and we're going to hear all about it now with Nick Wise. Don't go anywhere. This is Spotlight on Business. I'm Laura Smith.